0: Almost Famous with John Shea, featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England
1: on 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Every Tuesday, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Now, if you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, simply reach out. You can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 959WATD.com. Follow me tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. Find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast. Cast app, or head over to almostfamousradio.com. So, Happy New Year. This is our first live show of 2023, and we have a guest in studio tonight that I've been trying to get on the show for a long time. Finally happening tonight, let's welcome Cody Nielsen. How you doing? Good, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for making this work. Oh, you bet. You bet. So,
2: give yourself an introduction. You know, I'm a full-time musician. I've been doing it my whole life. I've known you since I was like a, Yeah, we met child. like... Twelve years ago, I want to say, it's, like on the
1: Plymouth waterfront, when you were in a, uh, <laughs> the, the guitarist in like an Evanescence type band. Uh,
2: it's 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 funny how time changes things. Yeah, now it's uh, I play in a band called Board Hayden and the Outliers, which is a, a country band. I'm a session musician, pedal steel and guitar and. A songwriter, which is why I'm here now.
1: Yeah, and recently nominated for a Boston Music
2: Award. Uh, a few to so tap cool. myself on the, nice. on the back. Yeah, I got a few of them. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was a crazy night. I mean, uh, it was, I mean, it was, we, was fun. We, we were both there, but we never saw each other. It's it's like it was a <laughs> sea of
2: people. It was, yeah,
1: it really was. It's definitely you know post COVID vibes for sure. It was it was a good time to be in in good company. You know what I mean. So you've got some solo stuff in the works as well. You just dropped a, a solo album recently. Talk about that. I did.
2: It was a, a good amount of time. Like, I've always been a songwriter here and there, but with all the time off, I kind of decided to get my stuff together and put out a body of work, you know? And uh, I haven't stopped since. There's more There's more where that came from. Well, give us the details on uh, the name and where it's found. The name of the record is Living is Killing Cody Nilsson. And, uh, you know, I just found I found that it's true life will, life will get you life will kill you and you know it, you know it's kind of like a satirical thing where it's just like my logo is a check engine light you know like it's like oh this again like living is killing me like that that was like kind of especially in this business man
1: oh yeah man like it's not easy the music is the music is hard. You never work a day in your life, but it'll cost you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Very cool. So where's that found? Give us your website, the socials, all that good stuff.
2: Uh, at Cody Nilsen, C-O-D-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N, com. I'm on Facebook. I try to stay off Facebook, but Instagram and my website, Spotify, iTunes, you know, all
1: the, all the stuff. Excellent. MySpace? Oh, well, you know, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start off with some music. You've got the guitar in hand. What are we listening to first tonight? I'm going to do a song called Taking All My Money Away. Let's hear it. Cody Nielsen on the tiny stage, 95.9 W.A.T.D. It's all yours, my friend. All right.
0: Got a snake in your woodpile Taking money away
1: Nielsen, 95.9 W.A.T.D., live on the tiny stage. Nice job, my friend. That sounded great. Thank you. forgot to turn my headphones up there for a second. <laughs> turn them up. John. Exactly. Turn them up. Talk about that song. How did that one
2: happen? You know, playing music for a living, it's not like I'm not doing it for my money or for my health. You know, it's like, it's like I, I, I love to do it. And over the pandemic, like I was lucky to put some money away and like I couldn't help but feel like guilty that the money wasn't even mine to have, you know what I mean? It just felt like I was paying bills with other people's money. So I was like protective over something that really didn't feel like mine to begin with.
1: And that was, was one of the first singles off the album. That was, it was the second single. You're right. Very nice. Yeah, man. Well, let's go back in time and talk about your early years in music. I know I, I okay. met you when you were like 13 or 14 <laughs> yeah. years old, but uh, how did the music first become part of your life?
2: Uh, I did like the sports thing. And, like, you know, that was just kind of the natural trajectory for me, like, English teacher, sports, whatever. And then, like, I break my leg, and I'd always liked to, to mess around with music. And then, being, like, kind of bedridden for a couple weeks turned into me playing for a couple months. And then, 15 years later, here I am. When did it become more than just a hobby? Uh, when I got better at that than I was at sports, I think. That was kind of it. <laughs>
1: Very cool. So when did you realize that you could actually like do this and make this your career and do this full time as, as, as a touring session musician and, and a songwriter, too?
2: Uh, You know, man, like when I just started doing it, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. There's like no plan B type of it was just this was it for me.
1: You've had all kinds of different genres over the years. How did you find yeah. the sound that we're listening to tonight? Uh, failing at all the other ones, I guess, you
2: know, I I don't know. Like, it's kind of like, I like loud music. I like quiet music, you know, on the way here, it was like, it was like Sabbath on my, my, uh, you know, like my playlist or whatever, my radio, it's like Sabbath, you know, David Rawlings, Buddy Miller. And then it was like bands I've never heard of, like, you can't understand what they're saying, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, I try to like everything and find the good in everything i guess you know what i mean before that's I see, really cool well <laughs> i don't like a lot of stuff so, you know, <laughs> I'm okay give
1: me an example don't what try. don't you like
2: oh uh, i don't know i'm not a clapton guy i am not a big clapton guy
1: <laughs> you're not the first guitarist to say that. i not a clapton guy. Uh, he's fine you know what i mean <laughs> whatever <laughs> see stevie Ray's my guy it's hard not to be a stevie ray guy he's good give the album another plug and let us know where it's available
2: Cody at Cody Nielsen on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes,
1: Bandcamp. And spell Nielsen for us if you would.
2: N-I-L-S-E-N. Sound it out.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Let's do more music. What's next?
2: Alright, uh we're gonna do we're
1: gonna do uh the the first single off the record, Living Is Killing Me. Alright, let's hear it. Cody Nielsen on the tiny stage, 959 W A T D. It's all yours.
0: might win but I'm so unlucky Had some trouble holding down a job
1: Amazing. Cody Nielsen on the Tiny Stage, 95.9. W-A-T-D. Nice job on that, man. Thank you. Talk about that song. How did that song happen?
2: That was one of those times where I'm driving in my car, and I started humming, just humming, humming to nothing. I was like, ooh, this is catchy. This is catchy. And it was a, a voice memo that turned into a line that matched with the melody that turned into a couple lines. And it was just, you know, it was just growing up's hard. You know, you start noticing things that's like, oh man, like there's little stressors that kind of add up around your life and living starts to kill you at a certain point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
2: it's, it's not, I'm not, you know, I've played I've played some shows where people are like, are you all right? Like emotionally? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just, you know, life, life is tough. And it's like, my goal is to just kind of connect with like the common person. It's like, you know, everybody knows where it's like to have to pay a bill that they don't want to pay. Mm-hmm. You know just stuff like that is like the idea behind that that song.
1: When you finished that song, did you know that was going to be the album title?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, immediately. It, immediately. <laughs> it was just it was just like, you know, cuz I was lucky to make it through the pandemic unlike other people. You know, but like it was a traumatic long time for a lot of people and it felt like it felt like it connected with me personally. Like it was like a song that I felt really connected to, so I wanted to Try and connect other people to it.
1: Speaking of connecting people, you also work as a session musician. I do. One of the the nominations for the Boston Music Awards, actually, it is true. Talk about some of the projects you've been a part of.
2: It's hard to say them all, but there's like there's a few producers that like I'm really lucky to work with. It's like Sean McLaughlin at um, 37 Foot, my guy. He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> you know Brian Charles, Benny Grotto. There's just so many like Boston area guys that have been so kind to me and have trusted me with other people's tunes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, uh, I've been lucky to
1: be able to learn how to suit the song. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's a perfect word for it is you need to like, just not change the song, but kind of enhance the song.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, it's like putting your stamp on it without like overtly trying to do what you think is best. It's what the song needs. You know what I mean?
1: Now talk about that. If you would like, elaborate yeah. more on how do you, how do you do that?
2: Uh, you know, this is, this is all subjective. I'm not, I'm, I'm no expert on anything, but it's, you know, it's like, a, you know, it's like, what what would the listener want to hear? Like, you know, like people can't sing along with like crazy guitar solos, you know what I mean? You want to paint with the broadest stroke you can, is the idea. Is
1: that kind of like the difference between like a guitar solo and a guitar riff?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, people like like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and stuff like that. It's like less shreddy stuff and more kind of melodic. Yeah, that's. You, you know, you know what you're talking about. Huh? <laughs> that's exactly it. But sometimes, sometimes you want to, you know, grip it and rip it at the same time. So whatever
1: suits the song. That's the idea. And some of the band projects. You mentioned Ward Hidden and the Outliers. How, how did you get involved with them? I got involved with them. Uh, I frequented
2: Mr. Music in Austin, like many of us who play guitar do. And my buddy was working there. And I got a phone call because my buddy gave Ward my number. Cool. Yeah, that's simple. And then and then it was, uh, I quit the coffee shop job
1: pretty pretty fast after that. How long have you been with Ward Hayden?
2: Oh man, six years about. Jeez, maybe okay. more. Maybe, wow. maybe more. You know, it's it's been a minute. So you go back to the to the GGG days. I, I go back to the to the <laughs> GGG days.
1: That's right. And I love what was it Ward's story about how they they decided to do the name change after they were rejected from an NRA conference or something.
2: It, it was, it, you know, there was. <laughs> It was time because, you know, we're we're all very much on the same page when it comes to stuff like that. And we all decided that we we felt as though we wanted to represent something that we can stand behind.
1: Yeah. When you when you when your name is too right for the right, then it's time. To well, you to know, know what I mean? And like we're, we're all
2: we're all it's funny. We're all really on the left. And like the name was kind of like a tongue in cheek thing. The joke that
1: nobody gets. It's the joke that no, it's the joke
2: that you got to explain before you tell the joke, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was time for a change. And I'm, uh, I'm very proud with the courage it took for Ward to basically rebrand something. He'd been behind for his whole musical career, basically, you know, exactly. It took a lot, took a lot of guts as far as I'm concerned.
1: And that's Cody Nielsen. We're talking with tonight. Give yourself another plug for the uh, other website, the socials and all that. Oh, you got it.
2: Um, Cody Nielsen, N I L S E N dot com. And then Spotify, Instagram. There's a whole there's a button on my website. You can you click the button and it goes so wherever that's you
1: want. the place to go. It's the internet, man. Exactly. The launching ground.
2: It's the internet. Can you believe it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are up against our first break of the night. We have a lot more to chat about, more songs to share too on the tiny stage with Cody Nielsen, 95.9 H D. Stick around.
0: And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 W.A.T.D.
1: Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 W.A.T.D., Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sun's Glass. I'm John Shea. Follow me tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. Subscribe to the podcast, too. Find that by searching Almost Famous, W-A-T-D, on your favorite podcast app, or head over to AlmostFamousRadio.com. It's our first live show of the new year. Happy 2023, and the guest tonight in studio, Cody Nielsen. How you doing? Happy New Year to you. I'm good. Happy New Year to you, man. So give yourself another
2: introduction. Tell us who you are. Uh, I'm Cody Nilsson, New England musician extraordinaire, I guess, you know. uh, I try to play as often as possible with as many people as possible. And you've got an album that just dropped over the, uh, was it over the summer? I believe so, man. Time flies. Time flies, yeah. Uh, It's my first record, uh, Living is Killing, Cody Nilsson, because it's true. And you've got a show coming up later on this
1: week. I do. Talk about that.
2: Uh, So it's... uh, January 6th, my birthday, my 30th ah, birthday. Cool. I know, I know. So we're doing a birthday show. Uh, it's going to be my full band uh, opening for Band of Killers at uh, Askew in Providence, Rhode Island. Ah, very nice. Uh, it's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. You know, give the
1: band a plug, too. Who, who, who are we missing tonight?
2: So it's a rotating cast, but the main, the main two dudes are Matt Murphy on bass, and uh, Matt plays with like Elon Jewell and uh, seemingly every person. And uh, Josh Kiggins from Ward Hayden. Uh, yes, Liders. the legend. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that night we're going to have uh, my buddy Mark from uh, the band Dr. West Chesterson out of Mystic, Connecticut on keys and B3 on that gig. So it'll be fun.
1: Very nice. Yeah, man. Where are the details on that?
2: Uh, you can find them on my website, com.
1: Awesome. And also, uh, we are you know just a, a f- literally a few days into twenty twenty three. Any big plans for the new year so far?
2: Uh, we're going back to Scandinavia with Ward Hayden and the Outliers. Cool. When's that happening? That's April, and we got a new record coming out following that tour. Ah, so uh, yes. To look out.
1: Is this the, is this the other record that that I've heard some previews of? So oh, far?
2: it's the other record you've heard some previews. Ah, nice. Yeah, cool. No, we're excited about it. It's, it's going to
1: be a good one. I can't wait. Let's do more live stuff. What are we listening to next? I heard it's a new one. This is a new
2: one. This is a. You might you might be the first person to hear this, aside from everybody listening tonight.
1: Cool. What's so, yeah. it called? Uh, sounds of, uh, what's it called? I don't even have a name for it. It's uh, If I Don't Have You. <laughs> All right. Cody Nielsen, The Tiny Stage is yours. 95.9 W.A.T.D.
0: In the air, and I've been pinned down. I've been set free, and I've ran around. I've felt love and heartbreak, too. I went as far. For once I shut my mouth and understood I could have it all But it would do me no good I don't have a thing if I ain't got you If I ain't got you, I got nothing And no matter what I do, there is some you're the type of trouble I could get into. I don't have a thing, or I don't have you. Live with the choices that I've made. Oh, I'm the first to leave when I should have stayed. I had it all But I gave it all away On oh, the hell I put you through. Don't know what you got till it's gone Oh, you lose the moon At the break of dawn Just because you lost the battle The war ain't done being fought I don't have a I ain't got you I got nothing And no matter what I do there is something Oh you're the type of trouble I could get into I don't have a thing
1: So good, Cody Nielsen on the tiny stage, ninety-five nine, WATD. Talk about that song. That sounded really cool.
2: That's brand new. It's brand new. I just, uh, you know, I uh, I'm very lucky to have a very loving relationship with my girlfriend, and it's all it's it's just uh, just about her, you know. Great. You know what else? Do, what else do you say? It's like I love a person, and I wrote a song about her. Let's talk about songwriting. How do yeah. you write? <laughs> <laughs> when I figure it out, I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you know, sometimes it's like I'll hear somebody say something, you know, that I think is cool. And I'll say, oh, that's cool. That'd be a cool song. And I'll just secretly write it down in my notes and I'll be like, Haha, got it. Or like I'll hear, you know, I'll hear a melody or something or I'll be playing guitar, or pedal steel, and I'll hear something there. It's just kind of like, you know, I'm grasping at straws, man. Anything that anything that comes about, I, I try to. So
1: you get that idea in your head, yeah. you know. You finally, you know, it clicks. Yeah. And you put it down in your notes. Yep. How long between you writing it down in your notes until the completion of that song?
2: Uh, you know, it's rare that like I won't do it in one sitting. You know what I mean? It'll like if it turns into like a whole day of me like trying to figure out like what's the bridge, what's the chorus, like does this line you know suit the song or whatever it, it a day a day usually okay. i try not like if it's taken longer than a day then you know it might be junk
1: for somebody who listens to music you know for a living that's basically <laughs> what i have to do yeah. every day of the week yeah yeah over the last maybe decade or so i think we've kind of lost the chorus in a lot of pop music no more choruses and no more something, more something about your record and a lot of of record, especially like the, the new Taylor Swift record is a perfect example. Yeah. Some monster hooks and some monster choruses are starting to come back into pop music. Yeah. Is, how, how important is a strong hook or a strong chorus in your writing?
2: As far as I'm concerned, it's the only thing that matters to me. You know, like... I love music with no choruses. I love music with no vocals in it. You know, There's, there's nothing like out of bounds, but as far as like me writing, I'd like to, like I said before, I want to connect to somebody, like to any person, and as far as I can see, a chorus is the easiest way to do that.
1: I had somebody here describe it as like the, like the moment that you connect with the audience.
2: Yeah, like, you know, not that it's many people, but somebody singing one of my songs back to me is like a big thing. And it, it, what I'm trying to do is make sure anybody can do it.
1: Yeah. Talk about, if this applies to you, mm-hmm. singing about subjects that aren't really easy to talk about.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's easier, to me it's easier to kind of write about it and sing about it as opposed to just have a conversation about it. It's kind of more of a reflective process. You
1: know? So when you're writing songs about, say, your your girlfriend or... An ex or yep. an, an enemy. Do you tell them the song is about them?
2: Uh, if they, depends on the subject matter, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I'll say, hey, I got, I got a new one. And she'll be like, is that about me? I'll be like, nah. <laughs> 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 no, but it's, you know, it's, uh depends. You know, I'm not really. Artistic license? Yeah, it's, you know, I like to keep a little bit of mystery going on in there.
1: You mentioned pedal steel just a moment yep. ago. What is your primary writing instrument? The, the just this just acoustic just guitar banging on the, the guitar yeah just smashing away on it nice yeah man and also I've seen you know in in uh, in Ward Hayden and in, in a lot of the session stuff yep. you are a, a, a lead musician mm-hmm. the difference between composing a, a lead melody on guitar versus writing lyrics talk about that the
2: lyric like the the subject matter the lyrics will often dictate like the direction I'll go in with the musical instruments. So if it's like, you know, if it's like a sad type thing, I'll try to paint the song with a certain color that reflects that. So it's like Ward, for instance, if Ward's singing like, you know, a sadder song, I'll try and have a sadder guitar sound or like, I'll try and approach it with just like sadder sounding riffs. You know what I mean? It's like try, it's all about the lyrics, man. Lyrics and melodies like the thing.
1: What comes more naturally to you?
2: Lyrics or melody? Melody, for sure. Lyrics are hard for me. It's, you know, cuz it I'm sure I'm my worst critic about like my words, but like sometimes it's like, ah, oh, is this too corny? Is this too this this that whatever, but you know, I'm I'm starting to get over it and just like you know, right finishing the tune is like the goal. When is it finished? I don't know. I don't know when it's recorded I guess you know I'll, I'll 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 tweak songs until the last
1: to the you know the last minute do you have tweak them after they're recorded
2: uh, if I'm doing them live oh yeah 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 like I'll a couple of these ones are a little bit a little bit different than the recorded versions you know what I mean that last one wasn't recorded yet
1: is that slated for the new uh, the new record? Uh, you never know. You
2: never know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cliffhanger, make it a yeah, surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the idea.
1: We're chatting with Cody Nielsen tonight on the Tiny Stage 95.9 WATD. I'm going to keep hammering this away, but share again your website and the socials.
2: All right. Cody Nielsen, N-I-L-S-E-N.com on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, Instagram. No Facebook, really. <laughs> you know, I, I push stuff to Facebook sometimes. TikTok? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. My music's on TikTok, but I am not on TikTok. My music's on... OnlyFans? Well, no, maybe not yet. It depends on <laughs> depends on if the new record sells at all. <laughs> Need that extra income. You That's right, know. hey man.
1: You never know. Post yeah, feed pictures. <laughs> it's a new world. It's a new world out there. Let's do more music. Right. What are we listening to next?
2: Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. I wrote this with a... Uh, A South Shoreian. Pat Dalton. He used to play in a band called Honey Talk with me. And uh, this is the only co-write on the record, but uh, we wrote this together.
1: Let's hear it. We have Cody Nielsen on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. favorite tracks on the album. Nice job, man. That sounded Thank so you. so cool. Thank you. I have to say, when I first heard that song, yeah. I think somebody sent me a Spotify link. My first thought was, he must listen to a lot of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers.
2: Oh, that that's uh, that's good company. <laughs> that yeah, I'm, I'm a massive Petty fan. So
1: I know I miss that guy so much. It's
2: it's like one of my biggest regrets not seeing not seeing him. Oh really? Ah. oh jeez, I've seen him, like three times. Ah, it was like too late, man. Like I like never really like took the deep dive. And then, like, he passed away, and I was like, well, I guess it's a better time than any to take the deep dive. And then I realized, it's like, oh, my God, there's nobody better.
1: My parents are huge Petty fans.
2: He's so on, they, they he's on dragged me to a bunch Mount, of shows. Yeah, he's on my Mount Rushmore for songwriters, for sure. Absolutely. Top, top five, easy. Talk about that song. That was your song. So talk yeah. about how that one happened. Uh, You know, me and my buddy Pat Dalton, we just sat down and wrote it. I just sat down and wrote it. That was it. It was like, okay, what are some chords? Great. What's uh, some melodies? Great. And then it was just, uh, you know, just kind of fell into place. That was like, it did not take long to write.
1: The album, Living yep. is Killing. Mm-hmm. When did you know it was time to make a solo record?
2: Uh, you know, it was just a lot of time by myself. Like, you know, the pandemic just kind of, you know, built up a little bit of confidence. And it was like, well, everybody else seems to be doing it. So why don't I try and do it? And uh, it's been good. It's been It's been good for me. It's kind of, like, allowed me to continue to write. Because now something's out in the world, so I can just
1: put other stuff out in the world. Absolutely. That was the idea. Once you made that decision, what started the wheels in motion?
2: Uh, You know, I had, at that point, I had, like, you know, 15, 20 songs. I was like, okay, we'll narrow it down to eight. And my buddy Sean at 37 foot, him and I worked out a deal where I would, uh, record with him and he he was he was vital he was vital in uh pushing me to do it and josh and matt in the band and ward too like with everybody everybody in my camp was kind of supportive of me just doing it because it's you know it was good for me mentally absolutely yeah I'm it, sure was. it was oh it was good man it's like now now i can just continue to do it instead of like putting it up on a pedestal like the first one you know it's it's out. It's out there.
1: So talk about the decision. How did you and Sean go through and narrow down and and pick the songs that made the final cut?
2: You know, we just recorded them and we would play it live, and he would be like, "This is the one we should do. This is the one we should do." And we kind of just knocked it out in like three days. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It was it, the band was pretty rehearsed. We we learned more than we had to, and then um. You know, afterwards, I did all the pedal steel on it, and I did all the extra stuff on it and all the vocals on it. So it was, uh, yeah. How
1: many instruments do you actually play?
2: Uh, we'll, we'll just say guitar and pedal steel. For now. <laughs> I, like to, I like to pretend I play drums, but, you know, nobody wants to hear me play
1: drums. <laughs> as long as you can count to four, you're good to go. Yeah,
2: right.
1: <laughs> In time, though. That, In that's time. true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So share with us again where Living is Killing is available.
2: Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, you know, Instagram. You can tag me in your reels. You can tag me in your stories. It's all over the place. TikTok if you use that. Snapchat if you use that. I don't use either of those, but they're
1: there. All right. Yeah, man. Sounds good. I think we have two more songs left. So what are we listening to next?
2: Two more songs. Uh, You know, I'll I'll do another brand new
1: one. All right. Just for you. I love it. It's all yours.
0: My old man got a gold tooth Firm handshake and chippewa boots Check engine light and calloused hands My whole life he shoveled shit Breaking rocks in a gravel pit Working like an animal First you got something Then you got nothing And nothing Turns into a debt The debt becomes a magnet Pull the chain, right out your pockets will go right Wasn't worth what he cost As fast as he could Wasn't fast enough Working like an
1: That was great. Cody Nielsen on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WHD. What's that one called?
2: That's uh, That song's called Animal.
1: And talk about how it happened. Uh, you know,
2: it, it, seem, it seems like, to me, it seems like a lot of people are left behind when they get older, you know, and, like, you can work like an animal your whole life, and then, like, you're left with nothing, and it all seems like it's in vain. You know, it's just kind of like, it's about, like, the working class and how sometimes, you know, I, I, I feel like they're looked over in a way. That's the idea.
1: We've talked so much tenant, about your guitar playing. Yeah. We haven't talked about your voice. Oh, How did geez. you find your singing voice? Because <laughs> you have a, an incredible voice. Oh,
2: <laughs> thanks. Uh, you know, necessity, I guess. You know, it was. I've always wanted to hear harmonies on things, and nobody else was singing harmonies, so I decided I was going to do it. And then I learned to sing basically singing with other people. Cause the main thing is like vocal inflections and like you follow them. That that was the idea. Like me learning to sing harmonies was, it was going to help me kind of cop other people's styles and stuff like that. You know,
1: are you all self-taught?
2: Yeah. That's amazing. No, thanks.
1: thanks. <laughs> Sounds incredible. Thanks. Thanks. The record living is killing. Talk about the musicians who are on that album. Yeah. Who it, made that possible?
2: Uh, it's, it's me. Little old me. And then there's Matt Murphy on bass Josh Kiggins on drums, Mia Boostrom on background vocals. She's amazing, too. She's a great singer.
1: She's a great singer. Cool Hang, too. Talk about the recording process. You, you did this at 37 foot in Rockland. We what did. Was, what was that like?
2: Uh, Sean, Josh, uh, Matt, and I went in. We were a well-rehearsed machine at that point, so we did a... Uh... Man, it's it's crazy to think about how long ago it was. We did uh, six tunes you know, kind of overdubbed and tracked. We tracked it mostly live, but like there's overdubs, and then there's two tunes on the record that were done completely live, like after the fact, because it was all set up. We decided to just kind of do it. I was gonna say this record has a real
1: live vibe to it, so yeah, I'm was glad you said that it was mostly predominantly, done live.
2: Predominantly, you know, the basics were done, and then I kind of did the session musician thing where I did everything else.
1: What did you learn from making this project that's going to make the next record easier? I don't
2: know. That's a that's a great question. I guess, you know, less chasing a certain vibe of a record. Like, you know, I can, if one song has to be a certain way, it doesn't have to necessarily dictate how the other songs sound. It's like each song can be its own entity in itself. I don't have to really chase a certain sound to make the record, you know.
1: We're chatting with Cody Nielsen on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. We are up against our final break of the night. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you? It works for me. All right. We'll do that after this. 95.9 WATD. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. For the final time tonight, welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass Happy New Year, being joined in studio tonight by Cody Nilsson. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm you doing sound good. fantastic. Thank you. First of all, give us uh, another plug for the album, the website, the socials, all that stuff. That's
2: right. Uh, Cody Nilsson, N-I-L-S-E-N. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Spotify, codynilson.com And a big show coming up uh, this week in Providence. That's right, at Askew in Providence, January 6th, Friday, my 30th birthday. Congrats. Happy uh, birthday. I know. I'm, I'm getting old.
1: <laughs> I'm 39, so a psh- little older. That's all right, man. You, you don't look a day over 21. Thank you. <laughs> and you have an album. We talked about the album. I want to talk about the album cover.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a few. There's a few different ones. The uh, single cover with my dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was. uh. So that was for the single Living is Killing Me, right? Um. You know, I was out. Doing the photo thing, like, which, you know, I'm not necessarily the most comfortable behind it, like, in front of a camera, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, my, my buddy was The face all, for radio, basically. Yeah, well, like, that's, hey. that's, like, what, that's one, of, that's one of my jokes, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, like, it was a whole, it was a whole thing of just serious pictures, like, the whole promo thing. And, like, it was, you know, some of the shots were like, oh, let's take the dog around the block, and I was like, oh man, she's gonna go. And he goes, stand next to her while she does it. Do it, do it. And like, he snapped one shot. <laughs> and like, you know, like, it, it kind of like encapsulated how I felt about like living is killing me. Cause like, I love my dog and I think she's great. But like, I don't wanna go stand out in the cold and wait for her to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, I just thought it was too perfect to not do it. What's and, her name? Dick. Uh, my dog's name? Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Birdie. Birdie. I was so. Oh my God. Let's hope she's not listening. No, but I, I hope Birdie, Birdie has listened to WATD before. Aww. Yeah, we like to leave leave it on when we leave the
1: house. <laughs> Very cool. Let's briefly talk influences. I know we mentioned Petty.
2: That's loaded. That's loaded. As of late, well, Petty's always there. Um, a lot of Bruce. A lot of Bruce Springsteen. The boss, man. Yeah, man. He's great. Um, James McMurtry's like the guy for me, you know. And then like Merle Haggard is great. Dolly Parton's incredible. S- huge Sarah Joss fan. Yeah, I love her. I too. think I think she's phenomenal. Um, yeah, you know like NRBQ is like my favorite band ever.
1: So like attached like to this area too, Plymouth. I think
2: it's crazy how many things come from this area. I know it's, it's ridiculous.
1: Uh, you know just that that.
2: America- Buddy Miller is great. Americana stuff. Like, What's a song you wish you had written? Riding in My Car by NRBQ. 100%. 100%. It's like one of the greatest songs ever written. Nice. Yeah, it's a good song.
1: We have time for one more song from you to close out the night. What are we listening to? <laughs> I'm going to do that NRBQ song. You I should. Yeah, why not? That's funny. <laughs> Shout out NRBQ. You guys are great. Riding in My Car. Let's hear it. Thank you so much. Get Thank home safely. We'll me. talk to you soon. You bet.
0: Baby, it's so hard And I still think about you every time I'm riding in my car So I went to the place where everybody hangs out To see what everybody was talking about and over in the corner all alone with you Was a boy from last summer singing songs to you He can't sing like I can Oh, baby, it's so hard time I'm riding in my car, when I'm home alone, I think of other things to do. Riding around, forward motion, think about only you. A year and a day since I talked to you. Don't know how I've done it, boy, I sure have been blue. But every time I think about what might have been. Jump in my car and start riding again He can't sing like I can Oh baby, it's so hard and I still think about you every time I'm riding